What's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I get nerdy nightly, and I thought I would share it with you. Another interview episode, guys. Three in a row. Uh, it's working out. Honestly, this is going way better than I thought it was going to. Um, these people keep saying yes. And that is such an incredibly flattering thing. I am so excited to have Casey Garvin on this episode. Casey is a friend of friends who has slowly been becoming a friend. You know, it's that thing in New York where you see people constantly at um, functions, parties. You have a few drinks, you have some laughs, play some board games. And over time, friends of friends become friends. And I'm really grateful to have met Casey. He's an incredibly incredibly talented performer i've actually seen him on stage for years um just working with so many of my friends and recently met him and i thought you know what you're doing king kong arguably one of the most famous franchises ever which is weird because there's no sequels in it there's just another of the same movie it's one of those franchises where they're like nah we won't do a king kong 2 because you know spoiler alert for a movie from 1930 i want to say nine but it seems late King Kong dies. Uh, yeah. Twas beauty killed the beast, as uh, Jack Black said in the Peter Jackson remake. So I figured, you know, I got to have him in, talk about his time on the puppet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to go check out pictures from this production. Or, you know what, just go check out the production. It's a musical on Broadway. You can get tickets. It's something else. It's two stories tall. It's thousands of pounds, and it is completely moved by human peoples. Uh, I think there's 12 of them. We didn't get into that in the episode. How many of them are there? But Casey is responsible for the right hand of, I was about to say God. That's not true. <laughs> he is not Jesus. Uh, but he is the right hand of Kong. And he's just, he's an incredibly talented, funny, versatile dancer, performer, acrobat. And just a really wonderful person we get into a lot in the episode uh, especially about king kong a little about his early career uh you know kong is his fourth broadway show he's one of those guys he just goes and goes and goes uh started out in bullets over broadway moved on to disaster and then the revival of miss saigon and now this before we do jump into his episode i just want to talk about a couple of things that dropped this week it has been an incredible week for me personally because, not me personally, us all personally, because that Game of Thrones season, our finale season trailer finally dropped. We got our first look at what's going to be a heart-crushing, soul-destroying eight episodes of television as they slowly march us towards the end of what can only be described as a cultural phenomenon. And I cannot lie to you, I am not ready for it to end. I teared up, I got sad, and I immediately put it back on because that April 14th date cannot come soon enough. I'm going to get very emotional. And then the next day I'm going to Star Wars Celebration. So like it's going to be a good weekend for me. But, oh boy, this trailer's packed full of goodies. We saw tons of dragons. We saw a lot of characters at Winterfell. From what I'm hearing, the Battle of Winterfell episode is going to be the longest single action scene in history, beating out the Helm's Deep from the Two Towers Lord of the Rings movie, which uh, that, that action sequence came in at 40 minutes. 
So I'm assuming this is just the whole episode. And a lot of people we love are going to die. And a lot of people we don't like are going to die. And I don't think the Night King's going to die because I think he's going to win. Guys, spoilers for the end of Game of Thrones. I figured it out. The zombies take over and um, that's it. Everyone just becomes a zombie. And then there's peace after that. There's no more war because zombies don't don't go to war because they're mindless slaves. I solved it. Cracked the code. Sorry for the spoilers. I ruined the final season of Game of Thrones right here. Casey and I do talk about Game of Thrones. He's a big fan. He is a big nerd. Uh, He walked into my bedroom, and there's a ton of nerdy stuff in my bedroom, but immediately clocked the uh, Name of the Wind book on my side table. Was like, I just started that. I'm like, oh, I got to start it because, you know, my nerds in my circle have been telling me I got to read it. The first thing his brain went to, you know, he's a nerd's nerd. And I'm super happy to have him on the Nerdy Nightly podcast. Oh, there was a Shazam trailer. Go check out the Shazam trailer. They finally put out a second one. If you are an AMC A-list subscriber, which you know I am, you know it's my favorite way to go see the movies, not a sponsor, just a big fan of the service. If you are an A-list subscriber and you go to the movies, you see that Shazam trailer. They are putting it on everything. Kids movies, horror movies, I don't care what kind of movies, foreign Oscar language movies you're gonna see shazam in front of it and that first trailer i like it it's a good trailer but i'm done with it i need a second trailer just as a palate cleanser and they delivered man zachary levi is so damn charming i'm so excited for this movie i can't believe the first of the two captain marvel movies comes out this weekend is so soon when i have it i'm gonna be able to talk about that next week and you know things are good things are looking up very excited about the trajectory of Nerdy Nightly. It is a brand that you are listening to right now. And if you want to follow it elsewhere, you can. We are on all the social medias. And by that, I mean Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Nerdy Nightly. And the theme song you're about to hear was made by Alex Levitt, at A. Levitt, on the Instagrams. Go check him out. He's a really wonderful friend. And I am grateful to him for making that. I think that's enough. There's more stuff, but you know, like, you can find it online. Eventually, I will have a way of disseminating the news, spoilers, and by that I mean teasers, because there wasn't really a spoiler in what I just said, but a tease. And with the teasing now over, I hope you enjoy Casey Garvin. I'm just going to jump into it. Sure. Name of the Wind. Name of the Wind. You're going to read it? Yeah, I'm like 100 pages in. Oh, I didn't recognize the cover because mine is a little bit more colorful. Oh. So I was like, oh, that looks like a dark book. Oh, wait a minute. I'm reading that. It's It's interesting. I can't wait. I'm going to jump in. I've been reading um, Bloodline, the Star Wars book about Princess Leia. Oh, is it good? Yeah, but I've I've just been reading it for so long. I need to like take some time to finish it, but I've been busy. Yeah. And you've been busy, yeah. Casey Garvin. What's going on? Welcome to Harlem. <laughs> thanks for coming over. Of course, I live like ten blocks away. Yeah, this you're the first perfect. person where I'm like, thanks for coming to Harlem. Isn't really that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need to come up with a new catchphrase for people who live nearby. Yeah, as people do. Thanks for walking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for rolling down the street. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How man. are you feeling? Good. My body hurts. I'm always, always worried about you. Yeah, King Kong is incredibly hard. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's incredible. I can't imagine. It's worth it. I was trying to uh, before this. I was trying to look up. You you posted on Instagram mm. those amazing stats about how much weight you lift. Oh on the show. yeah, it's crazy. And I was trying to find it. And I just couldn't. But I was like, yeah, I think it was on my story. But it's yeah. like the the arm weighs like two hundred and sixty pounds or something, yeah. and it's divvied up between three spots: the wrist and the elbow and the paw. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, I get it without any wrist line, and it's like seventy something pounds, just straight up deadlift. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure you can do, but you probably do that yeah, 30 but times doing in a show. It in yeah. the same exact way, yeah. you know, eight times a week, multiple times in a show is While dancing. difficult. Yeah, after like dripping sweat. And <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. For those of you who don't know, Casey Garvin is currently starring, truly starring in <laughs> King Kong. Um, and he is Team Right Paw. Yeah, Right Paw. Um, we met Although... playing What Do You Meme? And yeah we, we were team right yeah that yeah was we, our team that was in who, honor who created that alexa was like we should be team right paw yeah and i was like okay <laughs> like i'll make everything about well, me. actually we're um jovan who is the left paw we are starting to learn each other's sides so that hopefully a couple months down the line we can be doing four shows each left and right so that, that sounds like a nightmare of, no i think it's gonna help it's either gonna really screw up my body or it's gonna help even me out because my right shoulder is kind of uh Oh, so you're saying? Oh, so it's so it I would is very much on one paw. side. Yeah, because I'm like this the whole time, and then now I'll be like this. So it'll just like create content yeah. for an audio podcast. Oh, right, right, right. I am but bent you over with my right arm <laughs> primarily down, and now I'll be bent over with my left arm primarily down. Um. So, yeah, I, I was reading about the show, mm. and they were saying not. I think it was actually you. It might have been an interview with you oh. uh, <laughs> that you do a lot of the off-stage rigging as well yeah. as the on-stage rigging yeah all of us do what what was the process like to like learn a whole new skill set for this show on top of the skill sets you do have that you have to use in the show yeah we have to be like quintuple threats in the show um so we we learned first the kong movement as actors like how silverback gorillas would move so we did the scene uh as kong all of us on our hands and knees and kind of embodied what it felt like so we can understand his movement and we would do a like one section for the full like 10 hour day that we were in rehearsal and then we'd do that we'd get on him we'd start feeling kind of what the movement felt like to be hands on the puppet and then we'd record each section watch it and see what was right and what was wrong and see how we can physicalize the movement in a different way um and it was a lot of guess and check Mm -hmm. in terms of the puppetry and then it took us probably three or four weeks of learning in that style the whole show before then we started getting into the transitions and switching carabiners and Uh, the different kinds of carabiners that there are in the safety locks. Like some are just you press in and it locks straight on. And some you have to slightly turn uh, one of the pieces of the the open and close switch. Uh, You turn it halfway and then press it in. Some have a double lock. So you have to turn it and then slide it down. And so they're all for different safety reasons. So I would say it took us about a month of learning to be puppeteers before we started learning how to do different rigging and what the different rigging points on his palm meant. Mm -hmm. Like when people launch off of his shoulders, when when humans jump off of a 20 foot tall monkey, they literally climb onto his back up to his shoulder, grab the wrist line and jump. And the wrist line has to be (laughs) attached to the 
upper middle section okay. otherwise uh the weighting will be incorrect mm-hmm. and there could be some serious injuries so i check on my side for the two or three launches that i'm part of i double check the carabiner before they jump off and every time someone okay. jumps off of kong my entire body hurts yeah it's Cause, crazy because i saw i was in the front row and i was right. like i'm too i'm too close yeah. like yeah I, I can see what's happening and it hurts it yeah. hurts my body just watching <laughs> you guys move just the, the shock wave going up their knees yeah. um, oh, but it's actually it's weighted well so i'm not gonna say it's a soft landing but i think that it's if it's done in the exact time that they should launch it's like they come down hard but not any harder than if you did a pop someone in a lift and they landed yeah. on their own or any of the flying in yeah any landing yeah, yeah. in any flying mm-hmm. isn't you know it just is what it is yeah. part of the job <laughs> um so but your your feature in the show is yeah. not just that like you have an amazing part helping move the puppet yeah. but you also get kind of the comedic yeah moment stealer in act theater moment as fake carl <laughs> yeah which i think one of the things i really loved about it is it's like the first character to be introduced their entire plotline doesn't revolve around Kong. Right. Uh, which is kind of a nice breath of fresh air in yeah. the middle of Act 2 to have a comedic moment that's like, oh, he doesn't care about the monkey at all. Yeah. He's just a narcissist. Here, yeah. <laughs> like, just trying to be, trying to do what Carl tells him to do. Uh, and is frustrated that he can't do it right because Carl's just also a narcissistic But you're doing it power so hungry. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. And I think that, like, Act 1 reads like uh, an action film. And Act 2 is set more like a Broadway show because they transition into doing the show within a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that this is kind of like the biggest nod to musical theater that we have in the show because our show isn't a traditional musical in the sense that it's, you know, big showy tap number. Well, there are a lot of dance numbers, but it's not in this the sense that it's like scene, song, you know, it, it all flows. Um, so I think that the moment that we have for the show within a show is kind of our like wink to musical theater. Yeah, there's and definitely I, a I love cinematic to do that. Yeah. Uh, approach to storytelling. Yeah, um, for sure. And there's definitely like a five act structure. Yeah. To the show, yeah. in in a way that some musicals don't really have. Right. But it, it's definitely like more old five act structure where it's like, yeah. and now second act is we're here for Kong's thing, yeah. and then we get back to New York and. Uh huh. Um, it, it sounds like you guys were in rehearsals forever. Yeah, it felt like that. So when I when I was watching the show, I, I definitely had the feeling of like this is the first show I've seen since Spider Man mm. that felt like it was pushing what we can do. Yeah, as much as Spider Man did, uh-huh. I, I had Brett Thiel on last week talking yeah, about yeah, Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark. And what's what I find interesting is that it feels there there is a dangerous feeling to King Kong, uh-huh. which to what you guys are doing, which is helped by the fact that like it makes Kong feel a little bit dangerous, which he oh, kind yeah. of needs to. Yeah. But at the same time, there isn't any sort of story around your show about it being dangerous. There mm-hmm. hasn't really been any very public injuries or anything like that. No, we and, have actually have all things considered been pretty healthy. Yeah. I, I wonder, do you think that's just because of the uh, time you guys took in the rehearsal process? Yeah. They, well, I think Spider-Man, they were creating it in the moment mm-hmm. and so were we, but a lot of the Kong stuff, they did in Australia mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, starting in maybe 2008, they had different versions of Kong. Um, I think the one that we have is maybe the third or fourth 
version that they mm-hmm. created of this puppet. I think the, in the first version, there was like someone in his head, like moving the head around. And then they, you know, started doing it on radio waves. Um, they're like, in the 1940s, they figured out how to yeah. move a mouth. Yeah. Um, and uh, they had true puppeteers and aerial artists mm-hmm. and guys who their job was to be kind of stunt-esque performers. And so they had these guys uh, who were fearless doing the work that so that we didn't have to, essentially. Mm-hmm. So when they brought it to Broadway and they kind of changed up the whole show, changed the book, changed the director, changed the choreographer, all that stuff, um, the puppetry remained pretty much the same from Australia. So mm-hmm. the show was structured around what they had already created with the puppet. Mm-hmm. So when we were learning it, we they had already figured out all of the safety issues we were coming in learning what could go wrong from day one Mm -hmm. and learning how to prevent it as we were also learning how to be puppeteers so safety was like their first concern always Mm -hmm. we had a whole talk before we even started about the risks and and learning just bits and pieces as we went on uh about how he moves so that we wouldn't be in danger um but yeah we rehearsed for six weeks at the theater uh wow from 8.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock every night, which is Jeez. an hour and a half longer than a traditional rehearsal process. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes we'd go to a studio from 7 to 10. Like, for the first two weeks, we did that. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'd do 8.30 to 5.30 and then 7 to 10. It's crazy. I mean, with how physical it is, I just can't imagine that was... Yeah, it very quickly became impossible. Yeah. So then they alternated rehearsal studio rehearsal days and king's company days but sometimes we would like do the opening number all morning in a studio from 10 to 1 mm-hmm. and then go over to the theater from 2 to 6 and do puppeteering that was i think easier because the the dancing's very athletic and cardiovascular and so then it was kind of like you were tired in that sense but then getting on kong was like a new skill set so mm-hmm. it was using new muscles but to go from kong to then doing like this athletic choreography was really difficult those days were the hardest yeah the cardio almost works as a warm-up yeah to be able to do the yeah. physical lifting and as you could like everywhere. you can pace yourself and take your time and know that you have a full day but when you're already wiped from doing kong and then you have to come in and learn new choreography and then do it full out at the end you're like mm-hmm. this is so dangerous so they they adjusted the schedule quickly. Um, so speaking of the cardiovascular mm. and the working out, mm-hmm. it, you work out like crazy, right? Because of the show, yeah, you have to do like I, I alternate do, workouts. I do alternate workouts. I also have to be. I think that you should always be stronger than the show you're in. Mm-hmm. So for this show, it means like really working out a you lot. Have to be, a but I'm also <laughs> really falling in love with fitness mm-hmm. and health and wellness. Uh, just for my own well-being and there's obviously like aesthetic reasons behind it too but I think 85% of it is just because I like feeling strong and I like mm-hmm. feeling healthy and the best version of myself that I can be um, so yeah I'm in the gym usually like an hour to an hour and a half every day mm-hmm. but I'll take sometimes I'll take Sundays off uh, or I'll go and do like a light workout for a warm-up for the show but then definitely I'll take Mondays off and sometimes Tuesdays as well so I'm in the gym five times a week sometimes only four just because of how difficult the show is, sometimes I you really need to listen to your body. Yeah. And I need a break. <laughs> I'm finally starting to like workout. Yeah, out. it's taken me like I've been working out for a year. Yeah, and because I went through a big fitness, like I yeah, lost yeah, a lot of weight last year. Spoken about it, and 
I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm starting to understand that, like, I like doing this. Yeah. Whereas for a year, it was like, I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm going five days a week, and I don't enjoy <laughs> this at all. Yeah, it took me, I mean, five or six years before wow. I really started. Because now I'm starting to understand it, and I would like to get certified as a trainer, nice. I think, over the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, of all, it's a great side job for yeah. anyone in the business because right. you can have your own schedule um, and help people get healthy, which is great. Um, and also, like, then I know what the hell I'm talking about <laughs> and, like, know what I'm doing in the yeah. gym, especially if I like it. Like, but yeah, yeah, I think you have to start to really understand it and figure out what's best for you before you can enjoy it. Um, speaking of, congratulations on being one of uh, the <laughs> sexiest chorus boys on Broadway. Thanks. It's absurd, but I'll take it. I, I think my favorite thing about it is the immediate pop up after of all the people who got on that list having to be like, hey, I just yeah. want to come out. <laughs> like, it, it felt like they almost got trapped into like this weird PR moment yeah. of having to say, like, everyone is sexy. Yeah. I get that everyone on this list is skinny. Yeah. Well, you know, I have always felt like I've always been quote unquote big, like, muscular i guess Mm -hmm. and like but not ever really cut or Mm -hmm. fit so to speak um and so like the past couple years i've seen these lists and been like oh well my body type doesn't fit on this Mm -hmm. and then now i've like been working my ass off and feel like i'm starting to get cut and now i'm on this list and i'm like oh yeah i'm proud of that Mm -hmm. but also like i wish someone told me that my body was sexy then too you know so i i do that was a wholehearted like hey everybody is sexy but yeah the pressure of like kind of having to apologize for being on this list it was it, it, it is interesting <laughs> yeah because i saw i saw it, almost all 20 people on the male and yeah. female list having to post just just to we live in a time where like you just have to post that like yeah. hey i just want to acknowledge yeah at this least is weird <laughs> it was a little more diverse this year in terms mm-hmm. of like uh it, there was a lot of ethnic diversity which was good yeah or some, not as much as there should have been, but more than last year, which I guess is a step. Yeah. So hopefully they'll continue to. And at the end of the day, grow. it is it, it is a list on a, yeah, on a um, gay magazine about bodies, is, like out. Is it's it on a gay magazine? Out. Oh, yeah, I think so. Time out. Is time out? I I know I out don't is. Know. Okay. I don't know if they're confusing them. Maybe I am. Yeah. I I didn't really read it. I just kind of scrolled through to see yeah, which yeah, of my friends too. were on it. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No, um, I, I I was looking at I was I was going through your Instagram. Uh, I was looking at what you posted a progress picture. Yeah. Uh, and I, I you only have forty pictures on Instagram, which yeah, I think I is went amazing. Through and deleted You're like, like no 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 years no, 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 no. of memories. <laughs> um, I've never deleted anything. Much yeah. to any woman I date chagrin when they look back and they're <laughs> yeah. like. Why is, is this? How do you still have these yeah. pictures of you and your ex? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to take the time to go. Yeah. Um, but in, even in your progress picture, I was like, God damn, his jawline is still <laughs> that chiseled. <laughs> yeah. Before and after, I was like, God, that jaw. Yeah, the jaw. I don't know. Thank you. It's just... It that was also here. that progress. That picture was when I had started. So my face is always the first thing to, to get smaller and more Mm -hmm. defined is like that's the first thing that always is like my face you can tell in my face yeah i i made the mistake i didn't take a first progress picture Mm -hmm. until like a month and a half into my diet yeah and i the that first month and a half i lost like 35 pounds yeah and so i don't really have a great comparison to like where i started because you did keto right yeah yeah yeah. and i did i'm doing keto again yeah like week two i think right now maybe week three yeah it's great yeah when i stick to it now I don't. It's tough now because I'm like, yeah, it, it is sustainable. I think it can be sustainable, but also like, 
I don't know. There are foods that I do miss that aren't bad foods. Mm-hmm. Like I miss, I miss eating a lot of vegetables all the time. Yeah. Because I would always just feel so healthy. Especially carb heavy vegetables. Yeah. Like, like Brussels and stuff. sprouts. Brussels yeah. sprouts, man. I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Now I eat like six Brussels sprouts. I just like cover them in cheese and I have a paleo ranch dressing that's healthy yeah ish, <laughs> ish. <laughs> healthy when you're on keto <laughs> the thing is when but when you're as physical as you are and when you're sweating yeah. as much as you are i imagine you have to intake so many calories just yeah. to keep going yeah i, I usually eat like maybe 2800 to 3000 calories yeah. a day if you under eat like that would be dangerous for the show yeah i would just be tired yeah. and i would it would struggle bus for mm-hmm. sure like last week there was two days where because when you're on keto you're not always hungry mm-hmm. so i ate a breakfast late in the day because i'm trying to also do intermittent fasting and then like a smaller lunch before the show and usually i have like a full breakfast a full lunch and then a snack mm-hmm. so i was missing like a whole meal before the show Ooh. and 20 minutes in i was like this sucks get me an rx bar <laughs> yeah <laughs> get me a carb <laughs> please um so you you got your start on the west side tour yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, in twenty twelve, and that was right after high 2011. school. Twenty eleven. Yeah, right after high school. So you ne- you didn't go to college. You didn't do the degree. No, thing? I uh, actually was in for the West Side Tour when it first went out in twenty ten, which was the summer going into my senior year of high school, and I it was like final callback with Arthur Lawrence and everything. I really thought I was going to book it, so I decided not to go back to the private school that I was in and mm-hmm. just finish online, mm-hmm. and then didn't book it. And finished online and was coming into the city almost like once or twice a week to audition and take class uh, and voice lessons and acting classes. Um, and then was going to go to Pace because uh, I think they have a great program. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 they have a great program and they let you work. Thank so you. So I was like, <laughs> I, I wanted to go to a school that I could learn and also work. Um, and then I was on tour. I booked the tour like two weeks before school started. So I was like, okay, maybe next year. And then booked a couple other things. And was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try this on my own. And now you're four Broadway shows in. (laughs) If I want to go back to school, I'll go and get a different degree in something that I would like to learn more about since I'm, I was good at like putting the work in myself and Mm -hmm. figuring this out for me, specifically me, because I knew that I had to, you know, train for what was best for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to go back to school actually, and or go to school period. What would you want to study? I don't know. Something maybe like, I like the idea of learning about the body, so maybe like physical therapy mm-hmm. or uh, something physical, but also then maybe write. I like to write, mm-hmm. uh, and I love fantasy books, and I'm trying to write a fantasy book. It's so oh, fun. so hard. Yes, um, yes, it is. Like, I've only got maybe like six or seven random chapters that make zero sense in terms of each other. And like so many ideas, I see it in my head. The I see the world, and I've built the world, and I've made maps, and I know mm-hmm. the characters and what they want and who they are. I just like can't figure out the storyline yet. Yeah. Um. And that's I feel like I can't continue until I like know what it is. But then I write a chapter, and all of a sudden things just come out, and I'm like, oh, I have to do this more. And then I get in my head like any artist. It's like, no, this is shit. This, this makes no sense. And why am I even trying to do this? Yeah, it's that thing of like you have to write it out, and then you can start to edit it but yeah. like you have to write it out I'm first. the worst at that yeah. i start writing and then i go edit as i go and that's like the death <laughs> i i have the i struggle with the like i have i have i plotted out the entire first book of this series i want to write yeah and then i started to write it and just keep getting distracted by like well what's like the fourth book in the series gonna yeah, look like? and yeah and like i just i i think so far in the future I'm yeah. like david you have to 
you have to finish one thing yeah. first <laughs> and then figure it out like just write a chapter of the right. first one and then you can like take an hour after that mm-hmm. to think about book seven yeah. as if you know you're ever gonna write seven yeah, novels yeah. having <laughs> not written know. one yet yeah um so maybe like going to school for english or writing it, it, yeah and i know you have a lot of nerdy interests outside yeah, of do. your career because you are a big gamer i'm a big gamer with a g-a-y-m-e-r <laughs> it's like a sub community of gamers for the gays um yeah i've got a harry potter tattoo on my forearm i've mm-hmm. got the deathly hallows um yeah i love fantasy books i loved aragon as a kid i love harry potter game of thrones is like my biggest obsession yeah. uh the books even though the show i started with the show and the show is really fantastic it doesn't stay true to the books halfway through the season, no. like after season four. Um, but like, I'm such a nerd about the books yeah, yeah. and the all the companion novels and the prequels and the. I haven't read Fire and Blood yet. Oh, I it's need so to good! It. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Uh, I started reading those books when I was a kid. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was wow, in a library, for a kid. and I was. I think I was seven or eight, and I'd finished Lord of the Rings, and I went mm, to my local library. That makes sense. I went up to this guy, and I was like, "Hey!" And it was like the classic, like this guy was like beefy had a long untamed beard yeah. i was like hey i really like lord of the rings he was like you have not read lord of the rings i was like no no i have <laughs> what's like it and he jokingly handed me game of thrones oh, i think okay. thinking like you're you can't read yeah I was, I was just that kid that would like devour books yeah yeah and yeah so i was like seven or eight and i started reading game of thrones so i've i've lived through the like waits for those books yeah Damn. Dark, Dark i only yeah. started them maybe three or four years ago so my wait's been much shorter yeah, well, don't but, say that yet. Who knows when that next book is coming God, out? I, hope, I really hope that they're just pressuring him not to release it because of the show. There's no way. No, it's no, not you done. Think he's just not. Yeah. I having been through this three times yeah. now. No, it'll come out when he's done, and it, yeah, it, you know. God, oh, I just want that sixth book. I I really wanted the sixth book to come out before this season, before mm-hmm. this final season, because I feel like majority of this season will be information of book six like i know this season will be book seven you think the last season was book six yeah because i like to think that there's a whole extra storyline that they're not going to touch in the show i i think it's going to be so different that it doesn't matter okay like i think that like seventh book by the time we get there I mean, there's it's already at the point where like there's so many characters who are dead, yeah, that are in the show that yeah. I'm like I don't I don't I don't even yeah I don't know who's who, <laughs> which which I kind of like I like that they're so different because yeah. at the end of the day they don't have room in the show yeah. to tell as vast a story as yeah. that final book will be yeah um and so I'm glad they're like hey we need to like pare this down to something viewable yeah that's um, true which always became the problem in book four and five of game of thrones oh yeah when they split the timeline so that yeah. the books happen kind of concurrently but in different places and yeah. it's like how would i i read the last time i did a reread i read four and five uh alternating mm-hmm. so like i i found a list online that's like the ultimate yeah, yeah, guide yeah. to reading four and five and so you switch back and forth like every two or three chapters you go back to dance of dragons or feast for crows um and it was interesting to see because the, that made me realize that there are certain stories that are certain timelines that finish by the middle of book five and certain timelines that way uh, surpass them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, like there are a couple of things that have happened like two or three months ahead of where certain storylines have ended. Well, and it's, it's just so interesting how, how time, works. time works in that world is yeah. so complicated yeah. and weird. It's one of those like it feels like almost accidental 
Yeah. That he just like wrote it and it happens to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versus, which just, I like, know it's not. Lucky. I know it's the other way around yeah. and that it's very, very heavily yeah, plotted. Yeah. Especially the meals. Like he takes a lot of time to describe <laughs> what so they're eating. Yeah. Um, but... Hollow out a trencher of, uh, yeah, yeah. A trencher of bread. I just remember the, uh, oh man, the, the description of the meat at um, Sansa and Joffrey's wedding mm. is the funniest like page description of duck meat. Yeah. And it's just like suckled and like honey yeah. and like I'm like oh my god this is pages yeah it reminded me of when I was a kid the first time I read um there's a page in the version of uh, the first Lord of the Rings book that mm. I had that's just Gimli's heritage and it's huh. like Gimli son of Gloin son of and it just goes on for like paragraphs <laughs> yeah and I was like what how high was George R Tolkien George R Tolkien J R Tolkien J R Tolkien yeah um. When he wrote this yeah. page where he's like, what other random G yeah, names Gloin. can I come up with? Dwarves, Gloin, Glifford. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what's your what's your system of choice? What do you play on? Uh, I like the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got into PS4, too. I like some of the games on PS4, but I, I'm like a Nintendo guy through mm-hmm. and through. Zelda, Mario. Yeah, dude, I, I get like, it. Like, just started replaying Breath of the Wild again, which is so I was exciting. a big, I was a big uh, Xbox guy for oh, a yeah? long time because I loved Halo. Oh um, yeah, I love Call of Duty. I was, and then the PS4, uh, the originals, they just they bumped it up mm. to the next level. Yeah, that Spider-Man game, God of War. I haven't played it yet. God, I just finished God of War. That game was so good. Yeah. Uh, so so cool. now I'm, I, I have my Switch, and then I have my PS4 oh, in the living nice. room, and yeah, I, dude, I love it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Are, are you a Pokemon guy? Yeah, I was gonna get the new one, the Pokemon Go Pikachu, mm-hmm. but I heard there's a new Sword and Shield. Oh yeah, yeah, Pokemon Swords, Whoa. Pokemon Shield. It's gonna take place in the Galar region, which is based off of the UK. Oh, I so know. it'll be like medieval. But so Pokemon Let's Go, it's good. I really enjoyed it, but okay. it's definitely like um, it's not even mean to say it. That's it's the intention. They intentionally made it easier, so it's like a kid's version of a Pokemon game. Oh, got the it. The catching's a little bit easier. The system's a little bit easier. Okay. So Sword and Shield will be the first dedicated Switch title with like the full breadth yeah. of what's going on. Oh, I can't wait. And I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't. That's gonna be dope. Yeah, they just announced it on uh, last Tuesday. Oh, cool. I think. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's gonna be very cool. Um, and Pikachu. Um, what's the movie? Detective. Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, it looks so good. I'm so it excited. Looks so good. Um, do you have anything coming up besides Kong? Uh, not yet. This is, I, I just finished doing a workshop of From Here to Eternity, so we'll see where that goes. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I'm doing Broadway Backwards next week, mm-hmm. which is fun. It's a benefit concert yeah, for Broadway yeah. Cares. Uh, but that'll be, that's almost sold out, so can't even sell the I, But tickets. like if, but those last if, tickets. if there's a ticket, go get it. It's for um, a good cause. I want to go um, to Bar- I've never been able to make it to Broadway Backwards. I need to go when It's you're... so much fun. Yeah, yeah I've only gone when so I've great. performed. Yeah. But it's a cool concept. I love that. Like, I love gender bending. Those um, benefits, man, sometimes I look at, like, the co- like so- the Camelot concert that was last night. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, $2,500 a seat. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's, that's insane. two there weeks of Broadway paycheck. Will, yeah, there are people who will pay for a ticket. And who for and who, that's nothing. They're like, hey, yeah, buy a table. <laughs> we want to sit by ourselves. <laughs> that's crazy. I just can't. Yeah. But good for um, them. That's how we run. I know you have to go soon, so I okay. just have one more question. Sure. What was it like working with the Coen brothers on Hail Caesar? Oh, it was so great. I love their stuff. They're so cool uh, and smart. We didn't get to work with them hands-on a whole lot. Chris Catelli choreographed the number. Oh, I um, love him. 
Yeah, he's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, and was very kind to like message a couple of us on Facebook and be like, "Hey, you want to come to a movie?" I was like, oh, "Sure." So you, you, they they just reached out to the choreographer. Yeah. So Chris uh, Facebook messaged me and I guess a handful of other people and was like, "Hey, are you interested in doing a movie in LA? It's, you have to be a local." So I'm trying to get some of my people from New York to go out there. You'd have to take care of all of the logistics and basically yeah. you just get paid. Um, and we'd rehearse for a couple weeks and film for a week. Oh. And it'd be easy. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And when I got there, I was like, oh, it's a Coen Brothers film. Oh, it's starring Channing Tatum in this number. Like, that's dope. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. They came in like the last day of the rehearsal to see it and then figured out what they were going to do, you know, directorially and, mm-hmm. and, put the scene together it was cool they did a lot of nods to old hollywood musicals Mm -hmm. and it was cool brilliant they were very 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 cool people Mm -hmm. like to laugh on set and stuff like then their mind was is just brilliant and chang tatum is a great dancer yeah and like the hardest worker oh really yeah he was so good he came in and worked every day like we would come in and rehearse maybe for two hours and he'd stay for a couple more hours just practice on his own but he was so cool and so sweet Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah motivated just to be better always mm-hmm. and he was telling us that he gets like one day off a week and hasn't taken a vacation in years because he's just like wow. always working on a project and he's like yeah I'm, you know while i'm young right now i'm putting the time in to just work 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 and eventually i'll be able to take a break but he just is such a hard worker it's crazy well i feel like you are doing the same thing yeah I hope. you're always working i'd love to follow in his footsteps right shit <laughs> um uh if you can go see king kong yeah it's on broadway Right at the top of Broadway, mm-hmm. where it belongs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Casey, what's your social? Just at Casey Garvin? Uh, at Casey Garvin. Yep. Follow Casey everywhere. Go find him. Go see him. He's a talented dude. Yeah. Nice man. <laughs> and uh, if you can, uh, do something nerdy tonight. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs>